Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney here. You might know me because I am a Catholic author. I've written several books about the Blessed Mother, including A Lenten Journey with Mother Mary, A Heart Like Mary's, and Behold the Handmaid of the Lord. I encourage you to go check those books out, deepen your love for the Blessed Mother. I host the podcast, How They Love Mary, a weekly conversation with somebody in Catholicism about some aspect of our faith, but always weaving in the Blessed Mother into our conversation. I hosted a podcast for the year of St. Joseph. You can listen to the archives, Cup of St. Joe. And I'm a priest, and so maybe you've listened to my homilies. And I'm very excited to share today about a project that I'm working on in collaboration with Tan Books. I'm not writing a book for Tan Books. I'm actually reading a book for Tan Books. And it's a book they've published. And when I say a book, I actually mean four books. And when I say four books, I mean they're volumes. And when I say volumes, it's like 2,500 pages. It's called The Mystical City of God by Venerable Maria of Agreda. And it's these mystical revelations about the life of Jesus and Mary and these visions and locutions and all of those things that Maria of Agreda received. And I was really inspired to do this project by Father Michael Schmitz and Father Joe Roche. Father Mike Schmitz just did the Bible in a Year podcast. Father Joe Roche is reading the Diary of Divine Mercy in a Year. And so those podcasts have been quite popular. And I've always wanted to read The Mystical City of God in a Year. And I kind of thought, well, why not do it as a daily read, a daily podcast, reflect on it? And you might ask, well, why are you taking on another project? Why do you feel called to do this? It really comes down to Blessed Solanus Casey. My mother, throughout her life, was a lifelong diabetic. And one time I was reading a biography about Blessed Solanus Casey. This was when my mother was still alive. And as I read one of the chapters, it said that Blessed Solanus was having trouble with blood flow in his leg, and he was hospitalized, and hourly they were checking the Doppler in his leg. And so basically checking to see how his blood flow is, they anticipated they were going to amputate in the morning. Well, morning came, and they did their final check, and Blessed Solanus didn't need to have his leg amputated. My mother was a very bad diabetic. She had several toes amputated throughout her life. And when I read those lines of Blessed Solanus, when I read that fact about his life, I said, oh, I'm going to pray every day to Blessed Solanus, asking him to spare my mother the possibility of having her leg amputated. My prayer was always that she would be spared, that if she had any clots, that the Lord would break them, miraculously heal her, so that she would be able to keep her leg. I don't think that she would have enjoyed her life as an amputee with either a prosthetic or being wheelchair-bound for the rest of her life. That was my prayer for her. The other thing that I learned about Blessed Solanus as I read The Mystical City of God was that when people would come to him, and Blessed Solanus was this saintly priest, a simplex priest at a monastery in Detroit, Michigan. He was the porter meaning that he was the doorkeeper. People would come, they would ask for money or help or assistance, and Blessed Solanus would be there to help them, and he would give counsel, he'd pray with the people that came. And one of the things Blessed Solanus would always say to people when they asked for his prayers, he would send them home with one of the volumes of the mystical city of God, and he would tell them, 
go home and read the mystical city of God. Well, some people would come back to Father Solanus, to Blessed Solanus, and they'd say, Father, why isn't my family member getting better? I thought we prayed for them. And inevitably, he'd always ask them, did you read the mystical city of God? And do you know what their answer would be? No, I didn't. And so he would tell them, go home and commit yourself to reading the mystical city of God. So what happened for me, I was praying to Blessed Solanus. And every night in my bedroom, I would pray asking Blessed Solanus to help my mother to pray for her miraculously so that she wouldn't have her leg amputated. And then I'd pick up one of the volumes of the mystical city of God and I would read it. Now, I did this for about four months because then... In a sense, you could say my prayer was answered. Unfortunately, my mother succumbed to the diabetes. It ended up taking her life. But at the end of it all, she never lost her leg. She never had her leg amputated. So I took that kind of to be an answered prayer. So I started The Mystical City of God, Volume 1. I got to, I still have the bookmarker in the book. I have it right here in front of me. I got to page number 282. And I realized that I have three more volumes to go. And I said, why not read The Mystical City of God? I believe it's a debt that I owe to Blessed Solanus to popularize this again, just as he knew The Mystical City of God. It said he read it four times in his life. And on his deathbed, he wanted it read to him. On his deathbed, he was reciting passages from the mystical city of God. I did one little project for Maria Vagrida. There was a conference down in San Angelo, Texas. We're going to talk about what happened down there. I'm hoping maybe to have a guest on to share about that in these preliminary days leading up to the first of the year when we begin reading the mystical city of God. And I went down there for a conference called Lady in Blue. It was a conference in honor of Maria Vagrida. I have done a little legwork for Venerable Maria Vagrida, but this is for me to pay back to the Blessed Mother, to Blessed Solanus, to Venerable Maria Vagrida for the influence that they've had in my life. It's something that I feel really called to do and compelled to do. And to be honest, maybe only one or two people follow along on the podcast. And if that's all that it is, well, that's all right. I'm, of course, hoping that others will be involved, that they'll listen along, that they'll read The Mystical City of God alongside me. There was one family I know, I reached out to them, called them. I knew that they had read it in the past. And it was funny because when I called them, I said, I think I'm going to be doing this Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm going to read it every day. It's like seven pages, read it in a year. And they said, we just took it off our bookshelf and we're going to start reading it. So we'll wait until January 1st. And so they're going to join me. I hope that you'll stick around and join me in this journey. The first volume is a bit dense because it deals with the Immaculate Conception and the early life of Mary, and so it can be a bit tedious and boring, maybe, but I'm really looking forward to Volumes 2 and 3 and 4 when we really get into the life of Jesus and Mary, when we get into Nazareth and Bethlehem and all of those places that we know of in the Scriptures. The sacred Scriptures are public revelation. They tell us what we need to know for salvation. Everything in the mystical city of God is private revelation, and so it doesn't need to be believed by you. But so many people have these curiosities about the life of Jesus and Mary. And I think Venerable Maria of Agreda offers us 
just one possibility to get our mind thinking about the life of Jesus. I know that it's going to be enriching for me to read the mystical city of God, and I hope that you'll join me too as we pay this honor to Our Lady, as we try to learn about her and love her all the more. I'm Father Edward Looney, and I'll be reading The Mystical City of God beginning January 1st on this podcast. So please subscribe, and I hope that you'll tune in on day one.